0: Welcome to 7 Inches to Freedom Radio, Episode 2. I'm your host, Joe, and that up top was the Elsinores with Unlearn. i um, recording this during the whole uh, COVID-19 um, hunker-down, shelter-in-place kind of deal, and it is... Uh you know, weird and stressful, and times are uncertain. Um, I'm seeing some reports today saying that certain states might open back up um, for business as usual. Uh, and then I'm also seeing other stuff about the death toll reaching the highest it's been in the U.S., and it's uh it's uncertain, and it's anxious, and it's weird. Um, so here's a song for that. Uh, this song is also by the Elsinores. It is called Cult of Youth, and it's just sometimes when I'm feeling fucked up, I'll put it on, and it makes me feel better. So, play it loud. (laughs) ¶¶ With, I am as pathetic as I think I am. Yeesh. Uh, those guys, believe it or not, went on to be in um, I Hate Myself, another awesome Gainesville band if you uh, like that sort of thing, which uh, which I do. I do. So, that's good. Um, that is on a 6-inch that uh, is called State of the Youth, which was, has a really cool um, ass-suck kind of parody cover that is really goofy and pretty funny. Um It's even got the No Idea Pollution, kind of a take on the Sound Pollution logo on the back. Uh, It's good. Before that was the Elsinores with Cult of Youth. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and say that is my um, quarantine song of 2020. Um, I just, for whatever reason, I pulled out that LP after not listening to it for a while and put it on. And uh, it starts off with the bangers. It's, you know, Unlearn, which you played up top, and then Cult of Youth. And it's just awesome. I just forget all the bullshit when that song comes on. Um, the Elsinores kind of, uh, they kind of changed their style a little bit over their whole uh, lifespan. Uh, unfortunately, they're not together anymore but what can you do? Um, they kind of started out doing like um, kind of doo stuff maybe like some 50s influence and uh, you can definitely hear that i think that joey ramon influence in the vocals there a little bit um they're from lexington kentucky and uh that lp was called dreams of youth and it um it came with a booklet that was it just had explanations for every song um all the lyrics are pretty personal and you know um kind of poetic but you know they talk about life it's got some of everything mixed in there but um yeah it was just really good and um i'm feel lucky to know those dudes um john and joe who are kind of the core members um have treated us real good when we've been out in kentucky and we've tried to you know reciprocate when they come down here um yeah just kind of kindred spirits and good dudes up next is a raw total feedback attack from an old band called death wish kids the song's called hood was Future Shock with goodbye. Um that's a killer band from Chicago, which I think has uh members of Droids Blood Um and or Broken Prayer, um, or they're affiliated with them. I think that's why I initially picked up that tape. I kind of had a hard time picking a song from this uh demo. There's five songs on here and they all rule, but uh that main riff kind of did me in that just relentless bah, 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 bah. it was so good. Next up is Criminal Code with No Device off of their album called No Device. Um, this shit is just moody and solid all the way through. The whole LP rules. Um, and on the insert, there's a picture of all four members, and one of them is wearing a gob shirt with a really cool Tiki style logo on it. So, uh, you know, I love that. Yeah, this is No Device. Bye, Criminal Code. <laughs> Grump with Flatline. Uh, what a weird band. Uh, very warbly guitar sound. Um, and I just love the vocals. I don't know why uh, they don't sound like they're really trying. They just sound like you know I scream and this is what it sounds like. Um, kind of reminds me of the Coal Trains a little bit. Uh, maybe a little bit more straightforward and without the um, kind of Celtic frosty kind of tortured style vocals. <laughs> Uh, If I remember correctly, they are from Nova Scotia, um, which is weird. You don't really hear about bands coming out of there super often. Um, This EP is called North End Generic, and I think it's the first time on uh, vinyl. I think it's their first record out. Um, They had two demos before that. One was just, I think, self-titled. The other one was called Back to Being Normal. I really liked the first one, but Back to Being Normal kind of was like, eh, and I didn't love it. Uh, But this record rules. It's got... um, A really cool, almost like R. Crumb drawing on the front uh, with a two color screen print. Uh, It's called North End Generic, whatever the fuck that means. Um, Yeah, and it's really good. It came out in 2015, and it rules. So, next up, we're going to get a little pop here with a band from the Boston area called Awful Man. The song is called To Be Made Whole. absolutely love that song that is guns and wankers with sunstroke um that's just so good that is a a snuff side project i guess from um the uk i never really got into snuff but um guns and wankers despite the awful name and uh, kind of a goofy album cover and it being on fat records um I really like it. The vocal harmonies rule. um, And if you single out any instrument and kind of, you know, focus in on that and see what they're doing, it's all awesome. There's like a lead guitar in there that is real subtle and kind of in the background. The bass is killing it the whole time. Uh, That band just rules. Um, And those lyrics are very, they're just like tragic and somber. Uh, I really like it. And again, before that was Awful Man with uh, To Be Made Whole. And uh, maybe it sounded like I was making fun of them when I did my awful rendition of their chorus to that song. Uh, But that song is just a banger. It's an anthem. It's one of my favorites on the tape, um, which I think also came out on um, a 7-inch 2. It's got really cool art done by Jeff Poot who uh, has been in a zillion bands up there. I think all those guys are in a zillion bands. Um, But he had a really, really funny zine that made me laugh out loud probably more than any other zine called wet cement um that was just a really satirical uh fun look at punk and punk life and living punk and all the things that that (laughs) comes with uh silly and or serious and whatever um that was good next we are going to get back to the nasty stuff this is varex out of minneapolis with a song called out of reach unholy grave with socialistic pressure um that is off of one of the probably 10 unholy grave records i have um that's probably the only one i really need i like that record all the way through uh the drumming rules on it um i think it's really like subtle and good metal drumming it's not just straightforward blasts or like you know fast parts or and but it's not too technical it's like The dude knows what he's doing. Um, That drummer is named Dubuzo, and he played drums on a bunch of the Unholy Grave stuff, kind of the earlier stuff, I guess. Um, This came from a 7-inch called The Unreleased. Uh, It's a demo EP from 1994, which was originally just recorded on tape, Um, but it was released in, I think, I don't know, this says 2001, but I think it was released later than that because I kind of remember getting it around the time I came out. And I did not know about them in 2001. I was still hanging out with like total, I was in the crust ghetto then. And I do wonder if any of you grindcore detectives out there uh, noticed uh, or recognized that riff in the beginning, the kind of intro part before the vocals kick in. It sounds kind of a little too similar to a Napalm Death riff, I think off of uh, the From Obliteration to uh, whatever um, LP. It's just a little too close. But, you know what, who really cares, I suppose. Um, I'm not a huge Napalm Death guy, so I don't take it personally. Uh, I would prefer to listen to Terrorizer if you wanted to, you know, go that route. Um, Terrorizer or uh, Repulsion or something. Napalm Death just feels a little too cheesy for me. I'm sorry, it's kind of too metal. And I don't really love metal. You know, I like some of it. So, sorry, I guess I'm the bad guy. Um, well we're gonna get back to uh, stuff that I do like next Um, this is very crusty I grew up on kind of like 90s and uh, early early 2000s crust uh, of the profane existence persuasion and havoc records and stuff Um, so this is React with uh, it has one of my favorite people in it who I was lucky enough to interview and he's just a down to earth super nice guy uh, Bill Chamberlain he played in The Pist of course played in Mankind which we will play on the show maybe later in this episode maybe in a next episode Um, and he played in this band called React which is so heavy and that sounding. I love it. This is React with Fabrication. Who wants to live forever? Um that is uh they're a great band I don't really hear anyone talk about it anymore. Um they kinda got pigeonholed with the whole crust scene. Um I guess because they were pretty overtly political. Um but it's just like an interesting hardcore band to me. That's what it sounds like. Just uh not your run of the mill hardcore or punk. Um yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, before that was react like I said, I love react. Um, I kind of put off putting getting that seven inch I saw it in uh, the profane existence catalogs forever um, but the cover's kind of boring and uh You know how like extinction of mankind has like um kind of like Celtic themed stuff on their art sometimes and like runes and stuff like i don't i just don't care about that at all um so when i saw the react cover it's kind of like whimsical like that i guess you know it's kind of like got a stone structure and it's disturbing the souls of buried rage and i i it's a little too i don't know i it, it didn't i don't know why but i didn't pick it up which is stupid because it's really good. Um, it's just so heavy sounding. It's just relentless. Everyone sounds like they bench press, you know, two eighty and can kill you, but uh, they're not jocks, you know. And I used to try to kind of pawn this off on people and kind of switch people that like like hate breed and you know that kind of that br- that breed of hardcore. That um, it's just you know I, I I don't know. It's all posturing and stuff. This actually says some good stuff and has interesting riffs. You know, it's not just the same old shit next up we're gonna play two tracks of kind of more downer hardcore stuff this first one is frantics with my dad's a fucking alcoholic All right, one of my favorite bands ever, Rational Animals with Thought Debris. Um, it, it took me a minute to come around to them. Um, I'd even I'd seen them play live uh, quite a few times and, and picked up the LP or the EPs and stuff. They had two EPs before that one on Feral Kid and the other I can't remember what it was on, um, maybe on Feral Kid. Anyways, uh, really killer band they kind of started off doing like the black flag you know kind of stuff and that's what everyone compared them to um and i guess it was it was apt i suppose uh, it had the weird leads like you like you heard in that and all that but it was um i i don't know i didn't think it was that it's just for whatever reason um it didn't click with me until this lp um and uh this lp was put out by katorga works uh, which is a label based out of brooklyn um and we happen to be up there on tour um, and we heard like an unmastered, unmixed copy of this record with, um, the guitar player will, and, um, the guy who, one of the guys who's was putting out Adam, um, and yeah, they were, you know, they were talking about it and kind of discussing it and, and it was just unhinged and wild. Um, and I kind of put it in the back of my head, like, okay, when that comes out, I got to give that more of a serious listen these guys started in, uh, Western New York and Rochester, I believe. Um, and that's kind of the same area where I'm from up there. And, uh, you know, it just, it has like a darkness to it. Um, people are different up there, you know, it's like, it's got some of that like rust belt, um, I guess like negativity and just like demons, you know what I mean? But, and what I really think it is, is kind of like just, uh, a lack of opportunity, that's what you feel up there. You feel kind of like, all right, this is my lot in life, and I got to kind of deal with it. Um, and you can hear that on this record. You know, you can hear you can hear that, that darkness. Um, and there were stories about the singer um, being kicked out of places or, you know, being drunk and not allowed back to a venue after a show or whatever. Um, and, you know, I believe it. Listening to this record, I believe it. I believe, you know, these guys are actually working through some stuff. I buy it. You know, that's not something i could say about a lot of hardcore records at the time um especially during this time there was like you know a lot of that mysterious guy hardcore if you remember that that awful term um but yeah these guys just had it it was it was something special and i think it was one of the best records of its era um and we are definitely going to do probably a track by track listen to this record eventually because it's one of my favorites okay and now for some real shit i'm gonna play a song for everybody out there um and it's going to be kind of a question. Like, what do you think of this? What do you, what are your thoughts when you hear this? Um, and ultimately, is this good or is this bad? Um, this band is a band that when this record came out... Um, I don't remember how I heard it first, but I just played the shit out of it. I made a tape uh, and played it in my car, and that was the tape in my car for months. Um, I just loved it. There was it was something new about it that i was like i loved all the riffs um i loved the song structures um it was kind of all over the place Uh, and there was even a time when i thought this band was tailor-made for me it was they took you know they were obviously based in punk but they had brought in all this outside influence that i just couldn't get away from when i wrote a song um You know, even at my punkest, and I'm trying to write a straight up punk song, all these other influences came in, which ultimately is a good thing. But, um, you know, when you're younger and you can't really suss out what ideas go with what other ideas, that's it's kind of a clusterfuck sometimes. And you can go down some really uh, bad avenues of songwriting, um, Mm -hmm. trying to combine different genres and style types and whatever. So, this band came to Gainesville, um, and I wasn't able to go, but a friend of mine was, and she said she would tape it for me. Um, and when she brought the tape back and we watched it, I remember being super disappointed, and that kind of like put the nail in the coffin. I didn't really listen to them much after that because I was more excited watching the video than they were playing the songs, and that really bummed me out. Um, I don't know if that, you know, really has any kind of bearing on what I think about it now but uh, yeah was just, I kind of just filed it away and was like alright enough of that and and when I heard the name or when I saw the you know the record around I was kind of like eh I don't really want to listen to that I'm kind of over it you know I kind of had like a, a snotty attitude about it there was just something there um, so yeah without any further ado I'm going to play the song and then I will uh, talk about it a little more afterwards and see um, if we can come to any conclusion which I don't really think there is one but fuck it let's go And there you have it that is 1905 with go the first song on the b-side of their lp called voice uh which came out in 2003 i believe uh at least that's what the booklet says about the recording and everything um so yeah what is uh the big deal with this record why am i you know thinking about it and why does it just kind of you know stick in two different places in my mind um i i don't really know you know it's the lp is called voice um, the songs on it: control, fall, quote, side by side, missing, you're wrong, conversation, go for sale. You know, it just it. There's something um, kind of naive about it, I guess. Um, but still, overtly, it feels overtly political. But the politics are kind of like loosely defined. Like um, you don't really know exactly what they're talking about. Um, all the songs are pretty poetic. Um, musically I love it I I think just what doesn't sit right with me is the the vocals and the lyrics I mean the vocals are good but the lyrics you know in particular it, it's kind of like um I don't and I don't know if I'm being too hard on them you know maybe they were just uh maybe I have a feeling it was all kind of like younger people in the band um and uh maybe it just you know it wasn't they weren't all the way there yet uh which and there's nothing wrong with that at all but um yeah i always just kind of i expected them to do more like you know after this band broke up because they were to me such a force you know and and seemed to have such a a vision that i figured i would see more of them but i really didn't i didn't hear anything more there was i believe this is the only record or or maybe there was like a seven inch two but i just didn't really care about that um Yeah, but these people um, didn't really go on to do much else as far as I know. Um, A quick check on Discogs lets me know that uh, one of the members went to be in um, kind of a screamo band called um, Mass Movement of the Moth, which played my living room once, I believe. Um, I know they at least toured with another band that played my living room. I can't remember if Mass Moth, Mass Movement played too. But, um, anyways, yeah, I didn't know that at the time, or I would have probably asked them, like, yo, what the fuck's up with 1905? Um, But. Uh, musically, this just rules. I just, I love it. Um, everybody is doing something really good and it all comes together really well. Um, and it really reminds me of, uh, kind of the demo era Chumbawamba, like, um, some of those old tapes, um, that Havoc used to put out, like, uh, raising heck with Chumbawamba and the various demos and stuff. That's where I first heard them. And, uh, and that's really the only Chumpa Wumba that I like. Um, I don't really... Once they got to vinyl, I just, um... It got a little too polished for me, and I, I don't really like skits on records, you know? Um, yeah, so I just... I wasn't really into it. But anyways, um, back to, to 1905, it, uh... Yeah, it just, uh, it's real good. And I, I feel like... I feel like I'm being unfairly hard on them. Um, like I had some expectations for that band, uh... That, you know, they didn't live up to. But who the fuck am I? You know what I mean? Um... They don't owe me anything. Um, I think some of it too is uh, when I first heard this, I was kind of um, kind of coming out of uh, a bad part of not a bad part of my life, but I I kind of fell in with some new. New kids who were real excited about hardcore and punk. Um, when I was kind of, the kids I was hanging out with before were a little bit, you know, it was like stale. It was just, they were listening to the same old bands and I, I kind of wasn't exposed to anything new. And I really wasn't searching it out as much as I, I could, um, as much as I ended up doing. Um, so I, I, I just, uh, I wonder if that has anything to do with it. And that was also kind of a, a strange time in hardcore Um I think things were kind of changing, um, you know, the internet was kind of coming into play in, like, a really big way, that was when it kind of started in the early 2000s, um, yeah, but anyways, I just wonder, you know, what do you guys think of that record, what do you guys think of that song, do you have any, um, any experiences with that band, anything like that, um, cause I do, and they're weird, <laughs> We're going to play another song um, by 1905 to to kind of play us out. But before that, um, this is only the second episode. Um, If you listen to the first one, you kind of see that we um, are messing around with format. Um, I had some feedback saying like, um, you know, a block of five songs, you kind of get lost, which I've always felt like, too, when I listen to, um, you know, like Maximum Rock and Roll Radio or any of that stuff. That's just kind of what you do. You play a block of songs, so you're not talking in between each one. And truthfully, I never really liked that format, but I just kind of fell into it because, you know, um, that's what most of the radio shows do. So if you have an opinion on that or some uh, revolutionary new idea that will make this radio show rise above the rest, uh, send an email to uh, sitfzine at gmail.com and I will read them and uh, consider them. Um, if you have any other tips too, you know, um, I'm still new at all this audio stuff. Um, or any, you know, if you think I should try to be more smooth, try to say, um, less any of that kind of bullshit, uh, I will definitely consider it. Um, I probably won't clean up the audio much more because you know what, this isn't like an archival thing. It's just for fun. And, and if I get bogged down, uh, with that kind of stuff, I probably won't put out any new episodes and, uh, yeah, that stinks. So yeah, that's episode two, In the Can. Uh, Here is one last song by 1905. This is Control. Hope y'all like it. Bye.